Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Alan Cena, the place to be. Happy Pundilla Day. Pundilla. Yeah, Pundilla. You know, today is the birthday of producer Jay Dilla, but also, you know, a somber day in hip hop is the day we lost Big Pun. Yeah, for sure. Yo, expand on that for a little bit, because I, I believe Jay Dilla gets the credit that he deserves, but in your own words, like what set what set Jay Dilla apart from other producers like uh, Pharrell or, or Kanye, for that matter? All three of them are dope in their own way. Jay Dilla has more of an underground sound, and the way he creates beats it's kind of offbeat, so it's different. Like, it'll start on the downbeat. It's almost like it's skipping <laughs> a track. So, so similar to how, well, similar to, like, how when, when the baby first came out, his 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 rap cadence was kind of off. Yes. It was off-center. Yes, okay. Yeah, so it was, it's definitely off-center, like, I was in a room on Speakeasy, and this dude was creating beats. Uh-huh. And he accidentally like started a beat after the um the piano had came in. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Dilly did that all the time. That's a Dilla type beat. <laughs> wow. Because it's like up. it's off. It's almost like a instead of a one, two, three, four, it's like a two, two, three, four type of case. Right. Right, right. Like I say, I think he gets his, his credit because um, it seems like hip-hop is one of the areas of entertainment that the younger generation, they don't, um, how can I put it? They make sure they go back and like check for guys like Jay Dilla. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You need to. I mean, I think with every genre or pretty much anything to tie it into sports, since we're doing a sports show, how can you be or call yourself a great shooting guard if you never watched Kobe and Mike? No, 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 I get what you say. I'm talking about like the average fan, like the fan of the music. Huh. They well, would yeah, go well, back. How can you be a fan of something if you don't you don't understand the origin? <laughs> true. I mean, that's true, but but at the same time, you'll get it's more, it's more, you're, you're more frequent to hear um, players from yesteryear couldn't compete in today's league. Whereas you rarely hear anybody say, you know what, um, Polo or whoever the top producers are now, you know, were better than Dilla. You wouldn't hear stuff like that. You hear, like, you know what, Dilla paved the way for this, this, and this. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Pun. Pun was definitely a uh a, a MC that was had a lot of charisma. Felt like That's I felt like then I felt like Biggie. I ain't gonna say Biggie. I felt like Heavy D was the first one that I can remember to to tap into embracing your the your, your, your size. And treat it as a um, a plus, 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it might be big, but you know, I'm sexy. The overweight, the overweight lover. Yeah, you feel me? And then, and Biggie was took his the flaws and put it on display and said, you know, <laughs> fat, black, ugly as ever. However, yeah. you know what I mean? And Pun ain't, ain't like his size. Like man, okay, but I'm what damn near six hundred pounds, and I still out rap and take top rapper. You don't get rappers that six hundred pounds that can that can chop right like like Tech Nine, right? And take your girl, <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy. But yeah, man, let's let's see. We got a big show. Obviously, Super Bowl weekend is um Super Bowl was this weekend, so all roads lead to L.A. Rams, mm-hmm. Bengals. Wow, should be an explosive wow. Super Bowl. To say the least, I'm like, proud that it's not a blowout. A blowout. Mm-hmm. That's not even in my mind. Okay. Have you seen these two teams play? Yeah. One team, one team got the quarterback got sacked nine times, and they still ain't quit. Right, that quarterback got sacked nine times, but the other quarterback ain't had what Matt Stafford got at his arsenal. Hey, hey, that don't mean nothing. It's a totally different day. Totally different. I think it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a close game. I'm hope I ain't gonna say what I'm well, it's gonna be a close game. I'm enjoy it either way. Mm-hmm. And we'll you know we'll chop that up in a second. But um breaking news the Saints have informed their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, that he will be the next head coach of the New Orleans Saints. And with that move, <clears throat> all vacancies, all coaching vacancies have now been filled. So you have Dennis Allen in New Orleans. Mike McDaniel Mike is the new coach in Miami. Lovey Smith is the new coach in Houston. And let's see everything else we we, we updated uh last week. Yeah, oh, Doug Peterson right. over the weekend. Yeah, Doug Peterson is a new coach in Jacksonville. And what was the other other one over the weekend? What was the fifteenth? Houston. Cause last week, like was like I think last Monday was like five openings. Let me just go down the list <laughs> instead of trying to do that. Right, so, so you got Eberflus. All coaches that was hired. Um, Bears got Matt Eberflus. Broncos got Nathaniel Hackett. Giants got Brian Dayball. Raiders got Josh McDaniels. Vikings got Kevin O'Connell. Jaguars got Doug Peterson. Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. Texans got Lovey Smith. And the Saints get Dennis Allen. Mm. So two defensive coordinators got promoted to a head coach. Yep, Dennis Allen, Lovey Smith. The Dennis Allen move is a little interesting to me, though. I thought the writing was on the wall for him to get a head coaching job. Um, he his first head coaching job, he was like thirty something with the with the Raiders. He was way too young. He needed a little bit more experience. 
I, I don't can't use that. What you mean? You can't use age as as a reason why you can't say he was too young. Young as far as not having experience. Yeah, you can't use that. Can't use that no more. To be a head coach, who's in the Super Bowl? Zach Taylor and Sean McVay. Zach Sean McVay first what he he started out as a coordinator and then jumped the head coach. Wasn't he like some type of an assistant? And then get a head coach mm, job at age of 30, 32? I think he yeah. was 30, and he this is his second Super Bowl. McVay's um, is different though, bro. Nah, well, I wouldn't say all that. That's why that's why I said you can't use the age fact. Let's get a head Oh, yeah, he was an offensive coordinator for the Raiders. For the, mm, for the, the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. So the commanders what, what now. Say it again. I said the commanders now. Right. Shout out to the. <laughs> Shout out to the commanders. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it's I, the reason I say the Dennis Allen hire is interesting is because what two weeks ago when Sean Payton stepped down, that was kind of the sense all along. That he would, you know, take over. Mm-hmm. But what kills me is why, why interview Eric Bieniemy for eight hours if, in the end, you just gonna give it to Dennis Allen. And the reason that's so significant is because the last team that interviewed a, a, a candidate for eight hours got the job. Mike McDaniel was interviewing in Miami for eight hours. And was the coach. What are you trying to break down? Huh? I said, what are you breaking down for eight hours? I'm just, hey. I mean, I don't know, but it can go either way. Like, like you breaking down your game plan. It could be going, like, in my mind, it's going well. Nobody can sit eight hours with somebody they don't like. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's obviously going well, and you're bonding, and you're you're getting to know a person, like extremely getting to know a person. You would think after eight hours, the job is mine. Like that's a little weird to me. Like how you interviewing for eight? Like it's been reported, being to be interviewed for eight hours, and then today he mm-hmm. goes to Dennis Allen. Like really? Hmm. It just makes me wonder, like, okay. <sighs> Pretty interesting. That's all. I ain't got I ain't got Perfect. no conspiracy theorists behind it. I'm just I just thought that was wild. And something to if something comes up of it uh down the line, just just remember that. But uh, Brian Flores went from being the top candidate, one of the top candidates for the Houston, Texas job late in the process to not getting a job. Lovey Smith came out of nowhere down the stretch. (laughs) 
Lovey Smith wasn't reported to get the job, even though he's a DC there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't reported remotely reported to be um that Houston had interest in promoting him to head coach. Nowhere mm-hmm. in the process. But a few hours on a Sunday before you made your decision, all of a sudden he's a candidate now. Well, I'll say this. Things to make you go, hmm. I'm not going, hmm. Hmm. I agree with Brian Flores and his stand. I appreciate him taking that stand. You know, he's doing something that may not, he may not see the benefit from. But he's, he's doing something that another black coach may get the benefit from. And he's pretty much being a sacrificial lamb of it. Right. When he was a, a hot commodity for a head coach. Ain't like he was bombing and then did it. So he sacrificed a lot to take his stand. And I agree with it. I support it and I'm, I respect it. Anybody right. that can stand make that type of stance, knowing they interviewing for a job. Yeah, it's it's a it's wild. This is just wild. The whole the whole thing is wild. Like listening to uh Tony Dungy's uh interview on the Dan Patrick show over the weekend. And he was expressing how he, he constantly mentioned to commissioner Goodell that the hiring process is wrong because it's done during the playoffs. Yeah. And the black candidates typically that, that teams want to interview they're in the playoffs. They are preparing, you know, game plans and whatnot. To keep winning. And it's just the whole that whole process is just flawed and like you gotta be perfect damn near in order to be considered. And then you still don't get the job. Like you still have guys whose resume isn't as extensive and and as successful as yours. They don't get it. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Things got to change. And um, until the league makes, you know, even better effort to change it, this is this is the hand that we're dealt and we got to deal with. Um, have you guys, did you guys see any part of, what's up, John? How you feeling? What it is, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, up, man. Bro? Did y'all see any part of the... Hugh Jackson interview on uh, the Pivot podcast. Uh, I was listening to it on a. Uh, I was listening to it on the way home today when I was driving all the way from Springfield, Virginia. It was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of. Al, the reason I um, I, I asked because he brought up a great, interesting point about um, coaching, like his experience in Cleveland. Um. He was mentioning how, as a head coach, he didn't have any say in draft personnel or just the roster in general. 
like they pay you to coach. Here's your guys. Coach so, man roster. <laughs> this is your 53. You're paid to coach them. No matter what they do, they can sabotage you however they want. Your job is to coach. He had no inputs in the draft rooms, nothing. Like he could say certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this. Okay, that's nice. And they still do what they want. You get what I'm saying? With that being said, like, it makes you wonder how many organizations are that way. And as a as a as a head as a, a black man, as a candidate, coaching candidate, let's just take Eric B. Enemy, for example, someone who has a successful offense for the last, what, four years, five years, five years, basically five years. Wouldn't you think he wants some type of say in personnel? Doesn't his resume merit some type of consideration in personnel? Like, I don't understand that. Like, even, like, that was just wild to me that Bruh, they really doing this out here? These losing organizations are still thinking this way? Yeah. It's cr- crazy. I thought it was interesting how, you know, like he had a humble approach about the um getting let go from the Raiders organization. But like I know you you can hear in his voice how hurt he was. Like he felt like if he had all the pieces that he needed, especially having Costa Palmer coming over and not get hurt they'll be in the playoffs and he he think his outlook would be different, but he still felt that the new organization coming under um, Al Davis son felt like he was just getting, he wanted yeah. his own regime. So he knew he was the right was on the wall. Right. It, but even then I understand it because he was successful. <laughs> he was successful. And then all of a sudden, Nah, he can't get no job. Like it was, it was just weird to to see like how they do solid coaches. Even Tony Dungy mentioned how um, uh, uh, an executive asked him like, "How would you motivate the team when he was a young candidate?" And um, he was saying like, um, "I'm not going to." I'm not a yeller. I don't scream at players. I'm not going to belittle nobody. And I'm going to treat them with respect, respect and then teach them how I want it done. Right. You know, hold them to that type of standard. And the guy will say, oh, that's not going to work in this league. And then, then um, Tony said the information came out that he was, um, wasn't a good interviewer. He's difficult to work with all because he wasn't a yelling screamer and then he met an owner um who gave him a chance to say you know what i talked to my kids that way you the coach for my team and then they see you see the success that tony dungy has had so it's always little weird things that these owners have that set us back Especially like when Hugh Jackson was talking about the Raiders situation where he he thought how it really hurt him that he never got a phone call or anything 
after that. Not a not a assistant coach job, not a offensive or defensive coordinator job. He pretty much had to damn near beg Marvin Lewis. So Marvin Lewis had to throw him a bone just so he can get back into the NFL. Right. It's crazy, man. A lot of wild. Stuff. in Arizona State, right? Where's he coaching right now? Who? Who? Where's he coaching right now? Who? Ain't he in Arizona yeah. State? With Grambling. Them? Yeah, he, yeah, he had coach Grambling. Grambling. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know Marvin Lewis and um Herm is over in Arizona State. Correct. Herm did a good job turning that organization around and 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 making them above five hundred, not playoff you know material, but getting close. Got some players. Yeah, yeah. quarterback been balling ever since he's been. I think started since a freshman. So I means more than Arizona State's been doing before. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so look, man. I do it this way. Which of the recent coaching hires? Actually, I can't even do it that way. Nah, I'm just gonna let it play out. I ain't even gonna worry about that. I'll let it play out because I'm I'm, I'm just curious to see. How things go as far as the uh, the timetable that you know the organizations are going to give these guys to turn it, uh, the coaching turn the team around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll just give it some time. Who was the Minnesota hire? Who was that? Kevin O'Connell. Who? Kevin O'Connell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rams. Rams yeah, OC. that Rams OC. OC, it, right? it's, it can't be official yet because he's still coaching, but right. they expect him to um, take the job after the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he had already got an interview. I think that was on that bye week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he interviewed multiple times. Yeah, he already interviewed. Yeah. yeah. That's their guy. So, I'm just saying no official report can – can what come out until after the Super Bowl, I believe. I think yeah, I think that's how that go. Yeah. So Rams, Bengals. Is this the biggest? Are the Bengals the biggest um turnaround as far as a of a franchise that you've seen in your lifetime? I think it will have to be. Regardless of sport, regardless of team, like in team sports. So you you, you can consider football, you can consider basketball, you can consider baseball. I think it will have to be. That's what I think. I don't count the Spurs turnaround. Because it was down David Robinson and they got Tim Duncan and David Robinson the very Yeah, Robinson got so hurt. He got hurt. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't count that as a turnaround. It was already a consistent. Yeah. Team. 
Yeah, when when he got healthy, it was still we still had Sean Elliott and Avery Johnson. And <laughs> yeah, it rocked. You got yeah. the number one pick in the draft. Like that's right. not a turnaround. To me. That's on some Golden State type stuff. Yeah, but I say it's uh outside looking in honorable mentions, but not the biggest to me. Mm. I would say it, it does earn respect to what they have done. But they are even with Marvin Lewis, he had that as a winning team. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't win playoff games, but they was always in a conversation. It wasn't like they was the Browns and they wasn't winning a damn thing. So right. and even with Andy Dalton, you had Castle Palmer, Andy Dalton, and then you got Burrow. You got even though they've always been either second or third team, they've been a playoff caliber team and they fought hard. They go, oh, we we draft, we we scouted a lot of their players. And Marvin Lewis and in this new coach era. So it's not like we we didn't expect it or we didn't foresee it. I mean, granted, they got they playing with house money and in into the Super Bowl right now. But um you I would have to go back to looking at uh LeBron James. And I'm not a big LeBron James fan, but what he did at Cleveland is probably won't hardly see it ever again. Maybe you will, but to, to just to go back right now, you took a team that was a laughing stock and and they actually made a playoff team that went to the Super Bowl. I mean, went to the championship, and then he eventually got a ring with them. I mean, yeah. just one of the biggest parades you ever see in your life on TV or in person. Um, you can look at some of the uh with money MLBs. You see a lot of bad MLB teams turning around their franchises and getting to the playoffs and actually getting to the um the World Series and stuff Didn't like Tampa that. Tampa win one recently? I the think Tampa? they – I don't know if they won. Oh. Tampa won in hockey, but I don't think they won in baseball. Come on, stop cussing. I don't know what that means. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, I think it was hockey and then football. I don't think okay. they won in baseball. Right. I mean, and it's not the first time we've seen the NFL go from – like bad or top ten, the worst to. Yeah, pretty... but you know this this a team ain't win a playoff game in what twenty five years. Yeah, it was twenty something years. Twenty something somewhere around there. Yeah, and I'm saying in the tough, yeah. quote unquote, tough division. Yeah, mm. I would have to agree with John, because in my mind, the, the the most amazing thing, like the biggest turnaround I've seen. Was the Cleveland Cavaliers outside Can of? You see, that's a turnaround. Yes, that's a turnaround. When 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 has Cleveland before LeBron James? When was Cleveland ever relevant in my lifetime? Without LeBron James, when are they ever relevant in your lifetime? But that's, that's not a turnaround. That's, that's one person. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's exactly. why. That's why. So like about a turnaround. Yeah. Yes, it is. Upside down to me. To, okay. To me, that's not a turnaround of your team. That's adding a great player. No, 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 no. The Bengals no, no. was a team that couldn't win the playoff. They got Joe Burrow. They got Jesse Bates. They got Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins. They got Joe Mixon. That's a turnaround because you got more people added to that turnaround. But it's more than just that offense. They you added that team on that defense. Yeah. Ow. But what I'm saying is it's more than just one person. With Cleveland, it's literally one person. 
No, I get LeBron there, y'all winning. LeBron not there, y'all not winning. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. If that's the case, Jordan then. I I get what you're saying, but I think you're downplaying it than than what it what it what what it is because Cincinnati, like you said, you got Burrow, you got this and this and that, but Cincinnati was always relevant with Chad, like John mentioned, with Chad, with TJ, with um, Palmer. Before that, with Corey Dillon. And um, you had Peter, well, I just say Corey Dillon because Peter Borg was kind of like, he had, the, you know, the injuries or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, um, the 90s, it, that, that little stretch, it wasn't really nothing. It was like, they was dead. Like, mm-hmm. not I mean, dead, but the franchise I mean, was phony. Like, I knew who Carl Pickens was or whatever, but they weren't really in the mix like that in the 90s. You get what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, they got that, Super Bowl. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl in the nineties. No, they went eighty eight. Steve Young beat them, right? No, that was the Chargers. I'm bugging. Go ahead. Right, <laughs> right. So, but that's the, like they had some type of success Through outside dec- of Mark Price losing to Jordan in, in what ninety one, ninety two. Outside of that. Ain't no Cavaliers. Like, like, what LeBron did, how he, like, came to the team. I get what you say, one man. But but at the same time, it's, that's the, the difference of the sport. But Right. It is. But, go, again, you said the, a team turnaround. So a team turnaround, to me, franchise, I'll be, say franchise turned around. You had a okay. laughingstock franchise when LeBron came. They were must-see TV. They were the biggest attraction. They were um, a contender every single, not every year, but the majority of his career there, they were contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in the, and in the finals. And to win in Cleveland, that was just like, yo, that really happened. Okay, like I mean, I can like see even, that. Even with the Red Sox. Like, Red Sox ain't winning World Series since, what, 19... What was it, 1900? Like, something. something crazy like that. Let's not talk about them right now, please. But, no, 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 no. But, like, that was that was insane. But in my lifetime, I remember saying, like, yo, I've seen the plenty of good Red Sox teams. I ain't really seen no good Cleveland Cavalier teams. Right. But once... Before LeBron, like hold up, even with like even Terrell, like I knew there was players there, but the team was bad. Like Terrell Brandon was nice, the team was bad. Kemp went there, the team was bad. You feel me? Mm-hmm. LeBron go there and it's like yo, people actually thinking like let's go to Cleveland, let's get stars to travel to Cleveland to watch the Cavaliers play such and such team. Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like, that was amazing. I mean, I would say, again, off of that, I would say Chicago had a better turnaround with Mike and Pip than I would say Cleveland. In your lifetime? In my lifetime, yes. Because but, 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 but the majority of your life, the Bulls been good. 
Right, but so eighty seven is still it. my lifetime. Huh? Eighty six is still my lifetime. But they were they were they were a playoff team. Under five hundred, yes. <laughs> but but they <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Okay, they went from an under five hundred playoff team, barely scraping by, can't get out the first round, to a dynasty. And when the greatest basketball player in the world retired, they were still a nice team. That's a whole team turnaround. Okay, I get what you say. I get what you say. I understand it. So, I'll, I'll, I'll over under for the Super Bowl. Each team has two receivers over ninety five yards. Under. Well, I'll stop it. Let me move and stop it to stop it and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, stop it stop it. <laughs> Both teams that have um, two receivers over 95 yards. I think Cup can get it. I think um, Becky um, could get 95. Maybe Chase. But whoever Ramsey is sticking is not getting 95. Who would he be going other than Chase? I mean, he could go. So this is the thing. If you put Ramsey on Chase and have him line up one-on-one, that's cool. Or if you put him on Higgins and double-team Chase, I think that's still good as well. I wouldn't even play that. Those were. Yeah, I don't think he deserves Ramsey on team. Chase. All right, if you put Ramsey on Chase, I don't think Chase is going to get 95. That's going to be exciting. If I get that, please let me get that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It depends on who, whoever Ramsey's getting is not getting 95. Like I said, if he's on Higgins, Higgins not getting 95. If he's on Chase, Chase not getting 95. Not with that pass rush. Okay. John, you in heavy thought with this one. I'm I'm just going off of um what I strongly believe. And I I, I the Jamie the Jamie Ramsey um comes into effect, but mostly I, I think that defensive line is just hot right now. With Von Miller and 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 Aaron Donald and Lloyd is just getting like a little bit of taste of like, yeah, we here, they warming up ever since they played us. They start to get the little rhythm. It's going to be difficult for Burrow to sit back there and think he's going to do what he did in the AFC Championship and break tackles. And I, that's why I come – that he's going to spread that ball a lot. It's not going to be just Higgins and um, Chase on the broken play. You still got Tyler. Don't sleep on 83. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's why I say it's going to be by committee. That's why I think it's not going to have two receivers that have over um, – 95. 95 for both teams. I can see it for the Rams because they actually make you run and don't sit in one spot. So that's why I, said I, I can't go with both teams having no Okay. Nine. Yeah, I'm stopping it. With the, um, the tight end? They haven't. Uh, 
no official update yet, but uh, Zach okay. Taylor was saying, see how things go this week. He said that uh, last week. See how, how things start on Monday. Gotcha. But I think it was just a sprain or something that he's dealing with. So, but I, I would think Uzoma going to try to do everything he can to play in this game. He's due for a contract extension coming. What's up, Sheik? I'm gonna go ahead and mute you real quick. I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and mute you real quick, love. Yeah, because he got, like you said, a contract coming up, and um, he's needed on the field. Like that's just a, that's another official weapon. Uh, shopping is stopping. Ryan Clark's comments about Russell Wilson today were accurate. Hmm. I got to let Al start this. got to let Al start this. Al, Al has to start this. I because think it's accurate, but not why you think it's accurate. <laughs> so if you, if you miss his comments, let me read it. Russell Wilson is not an all-time great QB. He's never going to be in those conversations. You have to stop putting him in that world that any team that has Russell Wilson can win a Super Bowl. He's been in the team right now that can't win a Super Bowl without or with Russell Wilson trying to cook mm. and being the leader of the team. If he goes to the Lions, is he going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going to say no. If he goes to the Jets, is he going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going to say no. This is not NBA where one person can elevate a franchise from the bottom to the top. Yeah, but so is everyone's beloved favorite quarterback that's in the Super Bowl right now, and that's um, Matt Stafford. He didn't rise and, and change the whole damn team and take him to a Super Bowl. No he matter didn't. how everybody loves him. So I mean the team was just in the Super Bowl. The quarterback like going to the right ago. this right right situation though. It's 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 certain quarterbacks that can go to a team and put a team in the Super Bowl. He can make them better, but they gotta be a certain team. But like I don't think he can do that with the Jets. If he goes to Tampa Bay. I think they got a good shot of winning the Super Bowl. You said good if goes shot. To a top, if he goes to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers leaves, he goes to the Packers. They got a good shot of going to the Super Bowl. No. But you say you could put him on any team and win the Super Bowl? No. I agree with what, they gotta, what Ryan Clark was saying. But when it was all the uproar, when he was talking about the contracts and what he wanted to say, he named the teams that supposedly he wanted to go to. They weren't no slouch teams. Right. So you're saying Russell Wilson wouldn't help or lead a Saints team with BME or Leftwich as a head coach? I gotta see. This this Allen's the head coach, John. Yeah, this Allen's the head coach now. If you, okay. I don't know if you caught that. Is he white? Is he white? Of course. Yeah, he is. defensive coordinator. Okay. Well, then, then fuck him. So. <laughs> wow. 
Um, <laughs> He's not gonna get no sponsors. Um, nah, they they know better. Uh, okay. So he would. But no, what I was saying was, um, yeah. So to go off of what he said, he's absolutely correct. But I think that you could say that with every single quarterback, where you land and your team around you puts you in the Super Bowl. Not every quarterback. I can say that with every quarterback. No, you can't. Uh... Tom Brady knew that he was not going to go to the AFC North. He's not going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. He know that. Peyton Manning is not going to take the Jets to the Super Bowl. He knows that. You know exactly where the hell he was going. <laughs> so what? what I get what you said. I get what you said. So Herb and and uh, what quarterbacks in your minds can do that? No, no I I agree with. I don't you can do that. So what Brian Clark is saying is unfair, but it's true because it's, you can't put any him on any team and win a Super Bowl. They're like I don't think you can. I think you can say the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You can't put Aaron Rodgers on any team and think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Right. That's right. Like I, I, I'm on in agreement with Al. Like it just so happens Ryan Clark was talking about Russell Wilson by saying that, but at the same time, Al, you you forgot the um the beginning of that. I was say for the beginning said, of it. The beginning of it, he said wrong. He said he said um Russell Wilson is a really good quarterback. He's not an all-time great quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not. Then he went on to say everything you quoted. That is kind of like when I'm saying pre- prefacing it that way. He would go against what what you're saying, Al, because what you're saying is it really don't matter who the quarterback is. You're gonna handpick your team. To give you the best shot, it's not like, like you said, not like Aaron Rodgers can go to the Jets right now, and they'll be, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Right. That's still tough to say. <sighs> I uh, I, sh- I shot it about Russell Wilson. I shouted over Russell Wilson, but I do believe there's other quarterbacks who can do that. I believe, I believe in the right situation, he can lead a, a team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah but and, if you and, say put Russell Wilson in the right situation, he's done that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I been agree. a while though. We all agree on that. Yeah, he had the right situation a long time. They they've been making questionable moves. Um, from free agency standpoint as well as the draft, and that's not and that's not helping, you know. So, but John, you said you said which quarterbacks do I believe can do that? Yeah, can go to any team and make them Super Bowl contenders. Yes, sir. In the league right now. Right now, not retired. Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'll say Josh Allen. 
It's super early, but I say Burrow. That's the type of talent. Aaron Rodgers could do it. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Actually, actually, I'm going to take and I'll take Burrow out. I'll take Burrow out of it. Take Burrow out. But I'll say Aaron. I go Aaron, Josh, and Mahomes. I've seen enough of Josh that I think, like, shorty like that. You could put him anywhere and it'll go. And um, I'll also – Bias aside, I also say LJ. But no, I can't put LJ in it because he it ain't happened here yet. So I can't put LJ in. I can't put LJ. It, it ain't happened here, and so I don't know. I ain't from. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up. I'm just saying, like you, Pam. All right, hold on, hold on, Because you said make them Super Bowl contenders, right? Not go to the Super Bowl, but contenders, right, John? Yeah, no, I just asked what quarterback do you believe can do that? All right, so I'll, I'll leave L. I'm going to leave LJ out of it. I don't want to talk about LJ today. That's what I'm leave him out. We'll talk about, I guess, no, we'll, take, we'll leave him out of discussion. Yeah, leave him out of it. Yeah, I'll leave him out. But Mahomes, Allen, and Rodgers, in my mind, could do it. Because I, I think it's enough talent on every NFL roster. Um, you just need the main piece. Yeah, I think there's talent on every NFL roster, like you just said. But if your front office handicaps you, or if your coaching can handicap you, yeah. It's more than just a quarterback that goes into fixing an organization. All right. So I, I get what you're saying, but the quarterback <laughs> is a, a huge piece. So, like, who got, the first piece, pick, yeah. who got the first pick in the draft? Jaguars. So, you don't think the Jaguars mm-hmm. use what? What, four wins this year, right? Mm-hmm. With a really young defense. You look at that defense, that defense is really young. So, and he had injuries, too. So, Aaron Rodgers with James Robinson at running back, Cam Robinson at left tackle, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones. ETN. Tra- what? I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to bring him up because he was out the whole year. So, I ain't going to bring him up. But Marvin, DJ Chark, I forgot who that tight end is. Can't get to the can't be a Super Bowl contender with a running game, a, a legit left tackle, and two receivers. I think it could happen. They'd be a playoff team, but definitely can't trust that division. Like what? I I can see it. And I took them, like, if, if you look at the team with the Jets with even more talent, it's like, bruh, 
Aaron Rodgers get Corey Davis and and Elijah Moore and and, and Chris Herndon. Like what? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. I, mean, I can see it going down, but so. We had the Senior Bowl over the weekend. Did you guys enjoy it? That's the first question. I watched the East-West Shrine game. I wanted to start that. That was the first one. That okay. happened what, Thursday or Friday. I that did not Thursday. enjoy that one. East-West Shrine game was Thursday. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. No, I like the running back, um, Pierre something. I'm going to my nose. I'm horrible with names, y'all. My bad. Pierre Strong out of South Dakota State. Okay. I like him as like a day two, maybe three, late late two, early three back. Third, third, maybe fourth round. But I don't really like the East West Shrine game. Like these. Quarterbacks is shaky, to say the least, and that leads to the the senior bowl. I just think the quarterback play was kind of shaky. Huh. Which brings me to uh, my thought going like weeks ago. I'm not feeling the entire class. The entire draft class. Ain't no quarterbacks that's, like, scare me. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope, like, please, Pittsburgh, pick pick one of these quarterbacks. It's just started. Please let it go down this way. But there are – there are a lot of pass rushes. Offensive lineman, Oof. and then I call it the seven on seven. The wide receivers and corners, you know, that's that's going to run the draft. The interior on both sides, and then you know the back, the re- corners and receivers. Uh, John, any anybody stand out from you? Any standouts from the senior bowl? Uh, I. I was I couldn't watch the whole game. I was running back and forth, but um, the the tackle from Northern was in North Iowa. He got abused on one play, but there was only one play that they showed. Now I think it was a um, it was a D two play. It was like South. It was South. It was a black guy. He was like two forty. They was like he undersized, but he moved the shit out of Penn. Like that motherfucker <laughs> moved him. I was like, oh. Yeah. This was in a game or was it like in one of the No, it was in the game. It was in the game because they were just hyping Penn up. They were what just hyping Penn up. was that? And they were talking about how undersized and he like, damn it, like a linebacker. Like a little lighter than Darius Leonard before he got in the league. He lined it up on, on the right side, bull rushed him. Then they got to the quarterback. I was like, damn. So him... Tackles a lineman, 
what they can pull, but I, w- I really couldn't sit down and watch it like I wanted to. I'm trying to think of the pass rush that you're talking about. I'm drawing a blank on the Oklahoma. pass rush. It's going to come to me. Yeah. And the, uh, the dude from Oklahoma, like, even though I was in the house running around cleaning up and stuff, I was like, yo, why is he always in the backfield? They caught this dude like three times already. So, if you remember, John, Yo, yeah, we say the DB from Georgia Tech was hitting in the uh, East-West game. Yes, he was. Mm. I had I had to find out who he was, too. It was a safety. Um, <laughs> his name is Ghetto Looking. <laughs> it's, it's Ghetto Looking? Yes. No, because the name is Juan. I believe it's oh. pronounced Juan Ye, like, like from Boys to Men. Uh-huh. But it's spelled... J U A N Y E H. I think it's Wanye Thomas. Okay. I think that was his name. I think it was his name. But anyway, he was smacking. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Like, he might be a player to keep an eye on in the later rounds. Um, Even even with the uh, combine coming up uh, the beginning of next month, he might test out and, you know, like, wait a minute, who's this kid? But, John, if you remember correctly, weeks ago, um, I told you, I told, I think I put it in the chat, the group chat, that I wasn't really impressed with the interior D lineman. Yeah. Outside of Devontae <laughs> Wyatt and Winfrey at Oklahoma. I said, Winfrey got that type of speed and relentlessness that like he might be something he go down to mobile oh my god no competition yo i'm like come on i'm just imagining like bro perry and winfrey lining up at three tech killing lining up at five killing he bump over to one killing i'm like yo he an animal. He earned himself a lot of money. I thought he stood out this weekend. Trevor Penning was bullying people all weekend. Like he just all week, I should say, causing fights. Like he was getting manhandled. Like bro, like you ain't gonna just keep disrespecting me like that. He just had to let you know. Look, man, I might be from Northern Iowa, but, but y'all can't guess. mess with me. <laughs> like he was throwing folks around. I thought, um. Uh, I can't. Daniel Faleo, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes, Minnesota, the Giant. Yeah. I thought he had a solid week. He uh, I need to see him move in, his feet better. The weakness in his well, okay, let's decide. The weakness in this game, if you start him one way and then, like if you if you go speed rush outside. And then you know, try to throw your hips back inside. You can beat them, but if you try to bend that, bend around the corner on them, that ain't gonna work. Mm-mm. Like <laughs> you gotta hit them with two moves. So like you literally gotta get his feet started one way, and then try to get him to redirect the other way in order to beat him. Right. Because if he get if he got an idea of what you're doing, 
he's manhandling you all day long. So I thought I thought he was solid. I thought the the tack um the center um strange from Tennessee Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. He looked little, like he ain't belong on the offensive line. But his his anchor was strong and his ability to reset his hands was really good. Mm. And um Zion Johnson out of uh, out of Boston College. I ain't seen a center that quick in a while. Like by the time he snapped the ball, his hands is already on the D line. Snap and he's there. Like, yo. Like you a mutant, how quick you are. I thought they earned themselves a lot of money. Um other than that, everybody who I expected, you know, played well. Roger McCurry. I gotta watch uh, Boy I didn't, I, I didn't finish really watching the senior ball. I got to look into it again. But Boye, what's his name? Boye Mafe? Thank you for reminding me. All week long, I'm like, yo, who is Minnesota? <laughs> and the crazy thing, I usually watch Minnesota football. You know, I love Big Ten football. So and The reason why we watching Minnesota football. Huh? There's a real reason why we watching Minnesota football. I've been watching it for years. It was a guy named Rashad Bateman that went there. So somebody else after that. <laughs> you feel me? You know, that's that's what got me hooked. Like, yo, who's this kid? Yeah, I mean, and then you got you got a hometown running back, you know, Mo uh Mo uh Ibrahim running back doing this thing. Yo, right, Roland. Zion is not a center, he's a guard, but he looked damn good at center as well. So it's like, yo, he earned himself a lot of money. Well, whoever gets him, he he's gonna be a solid piece for them. Hmm. Um, but yeah, my fave was balling. Like in the one-on-ones, he was cooking everybody. In the games, he looked unblockable. And the interesting thing, I heard him say, um, up until the senior bowl, he was training with his hand in the dirt the whole time. So he gets there that week and stands up, and it's like, he's unblockable. I'm just curious to see, you know, how he, um, how it goes forward with him. Because I think uh, the rumor is he's going to test out, like, really freakish, like, mm-hmm. four, five, 40s, and, 20 plus on the bench, all kinds of craziness. So that's gonna be it. It's gonna be interesting to see where he lands in the draft. Rolling, uh, who, who who a couple guys to set up to you? Drop them in the chat when you get a chance. What? Okay. Oh my bad. Weird message. Ravens, hi, Zach Orr. <coughs> Welcome back, Zach. That's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Zach back as linebacker coach. Let me see. It's official. Yep. Inside linebacker coach. So they still need an outside linebacker coach as well as a yeah, tight end. Outside linebacker and a tight end coach. Yep. So that's going to be. Let's see who fills that. 
So, what's your predictions for the game? Game Sunday. Who y'all like? Give me a breakdown. What should we expect? Al, I'm jump for you. I don't think Al said he expect. He hope it's not a blowout. I think the most pressure will be on uh, Sean McVay not to blow it in this game. So I think he need to call the game of his life and make sure it's a blowout. So I I'm predicting. 28, 32 to 17 or 20. But it's but that but the 17 or 14 is like at the end. Games on cruise control by the early third quarter. Ooh. Rams. MVP? They're gonna give the MVP to the quarterback. But if I had my way, it's going to go to Aaron Donald. Three and a half, two forced fumbles. He's the reason why the game is over by almost like mid-third quarter. <laughs> okay. Sheesh. Von Miller gets two Super Bowl MVPs. Wow. I don't know. I'm just hoping. Okay. Anything else to add to how you see it playing out other than two MVPs? No, like I said, I just hope it's not a blowout. But this team can't afford to give up nine sacks. You don't have Ryan Tannehill on the other side. You don't have – you know, you have a team that can run and throw the ball. The starting running back ain't hurt. And it's just selling himself and trying to get himself into the into the game plan. It's gonna be nice to see if Sony Michelle and, and Akers gonna have a game or not. Why won't they? Huh? Why won't they? That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be it's, interesting to see. What's really interesting about the Bengals, it's like when you point out their flaws. You think, man, how the hell are they in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Offensive line gave up nine sacks in the game. The defensive line all year really couldn't stop the run. For the most part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, that's usually a recipe for disaster. Like, can't stop the run, and you can't protect the quarterback. But they're here. Hella resilient team, man. A lot of weapons. Mm. I'm taking the. I'm I'm going against the Grand. I'm taking the Bengals. I think the Bengals. Thirty-eight, mm, thirty-five. Easy E kicks the game winner from like 54. 
That'll be a tremendously boring Super Bowl. Not at all. In my eyes, it will. That's just that's I'm different. Heck, no. 38, 35. That would be a good Super Bowl. That's why I said I'm different. I'm, that's it's not a fun. Come on, I, I understand. You know, everybody likes to see some defense. I'm about to say it's not a bad defensive game. If I'm putting up, if I'm giving up thirty points, and I'm the coach. I'm getting rid of somebody next year. I don't give a fuck what anybody wants to say. <laughs> I don't care if it's an offensive-driven league. You some shit. You some shit. You trash. You cool. <laughs> you you some shit. And I'm out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking it. Like we we getting we getting too comfortable with these back and forth games. But hey, nobody can stop nobody. Like yeah, no, I don't want it to be every touch a touchdown or every drive. But it ain't gonna That's be no. I'm asking for. But it's gonna be. Well, I'm in the red zone. Set up for a field goal. You can't keep nobody out of the red zone. You can't stop nobody on three and out. Like, nah. It's the whole. It's the whole conversation going back and forth with the overtime. You see one team stop somebody, and then like before all that. Well, what if both teams had the football? No. What if you stop somebody? Yeah. Get off the fuck off the field, and then you go down the score. How about that? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just think this. Each team has weaknesses along their defense that these coordinators are going to um, pick at. They're going to identify, you know, a weak linebacker or a nickelback or, you know, something, some type of tendency that um, a particular player in the defense shows, they're going to, they're going to exploit it. That's why I think it's going to happen. But Cincinnati, their game plan is going to get the ball out quick. Because if you hold it for three and a half or three, 99 is going to be there. But shouldn't that play into the Rams' hands in some type of form of fashion? Because you're not, if you're saying you're not throwing the Jalen Ramsey side and you come out that way, I'm playing tight, I'm jumping everything. Yeah, but you can only once you start tight. once you start holding on to the rock because you want to. Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna catch him with a double move. That's but, hold on to but, the ball. But you can only play tight for so long in this league when everything is wide open and so quick like this. Like when you look at the secondary outside of Ramsey or behind Ramsey, I should say. Who do you like? Like who? Who's the guy that's gonna? You know, if Rams need a blow, who's like? Are you are you banking on uh, eleven on the other side to hold it down with T Higgins, who's giving up a size advantage on? Or or I can or either or or Tyler outside and Higgins in the slot or Tyler in the slot. Like how? What you? How you feel about Weddle one on one with one of these receivers? You get what I'm saying? Like, I like what a one on one is fine with these receivers. But. I get what you. I, I get what you're saying. I just think Damn. the balls will come out quick, and they and then these guys who get yak Cooper Cup and Odella got well, Cooper Cup and Odella guys get yak. So, 
they can run their Rams can run their offense against Cincinnati's defense because I believe the Rams' offensive line is a lot stronger. And they can give Stafford some time. You know, when it's a four man or even a five man pressure, they can give him time to operate. Um, on the flip side, I think they those Cincinnati got to get the ball out quick. If you get the ball in the chase hands quick and get creative with it, we seen he's tough to tackle. In this league, <laughs> this whole generation, ain't too many teams are great at tackling this space. Or pressing. Right. I don't know. So I, I think it's going to, <laughs> whether you want it to be a high scoring game or not, I think it's going to come down to that. I don't think I don't think nobody like we all appreciate defense, but I don't think nobody really enjoyed that Rams and Patriots Super Bowl I a did. few years ago. I did. Like, ain't no way you really like they truly, truly enjoyed it. I did. I truly enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. What's up, T? How you feeling? What's going on, gentlemen? I got my little plaque too. Yeah. Right. My little, my little young plats. Not Al, you know they little as a whole when Al got lean in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. My nigga Al said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what up, bro? What's going on, fellas? We just thinking about talking about the game, man. How you see it going Sunday? Oh man. Um honestly, I just think. It's going to be entertaining. I don't think we're going to see a blowout. I think we're probably going to be somewhere around 35. I think it's going to be offensive. I think I'm going to say 35, 28. <laughs> or maybe, maybe whatever it is going to be, it's going to need a two point. So 36, 28. I don't know how the hell they're going to get there. Or 35, 27 or something. But they're going to need a score on a two point late. And I'm going to go with. Bengals fall into the Rams. Uh, they're going to fail on the last drive because of the pass to the Rams. But what I will say is this. I think a big day for Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon going to have probably 125 yards, a touchdown, and I would say Jamar Chase probably have about five catches for 75 yards. And is Ozama playing or no? Don't we'll know yet. Okay. Uh big day for uh obviously Cooper Cup is probably gonna have about seven catches. But I'ma say big day for the young tight end that uh that the Rams have. I forgot his name, but he's been playing well. I mean it's not hard to play well when you're six nine, two hundred and something ninety pounds. So or whatever he is, 260, whatever. But so I'll say big day for him too. And big day for Aaron Donald. So that Joe Mixon 125. Is that total? Or was that 125 rushing? That's rushing. Oh, oh. bro, they get one, he get 125 rushing? I don't know. I can see that. I don't know about I don't know about the loss. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I don't know, man. That Bengals defense, you take shots on that Bengals defense, you're in good shape. They play that cover four and try to force you underneath. But the thing is, 
the Rams got players that can get yards after catch. So that, you can't put they sit off and can't play off. So you had to come up and press and play. And that's when Eli Apple becomes Eli Apple again. That's <laughs> why yeah, that's why I don't expect them to play the Rams the way they played um Kansas City. Because the foot speed ain't there, the threat ain't there. Right. Like you ain't got to back off of you know Odell the same way you do Miko and um Tyreek. Like Odell is quick. He ain't long speed fast. It's just he quick as hell. <laughs> and yeah. Cup is just weird, yo. Cup is Cup is Jamar Chase, but slower. He's just tough to bring down. First of all, I don't he's like he reminds me of this is, I don't know if this goes together, but like you ever watch Luka Doncic play and be like, how is he making this move? Like, like how is this working for him? Like it seems like it's so slow, but it works every time. Jason like, Witten. Jason Witten. Tell me, X John. When I'm we with at the game, we watch and I'm like, yo, I'm I'm not like overly impressed with Cup. He looked like a tight end. It's just it's just working. Yeah. I don't know how to explain like his routes. It's like they everybody's so scared of every route he has. It's like when he when he he could be running anything at any point. And I think that's what's going through the cornerback's mind every time. Like, oh shit, it's this. Uh, oh, no, I'm wrong. Hey, it's hey, clean. The routes are clean. It's just it ain't routes are definitely clean. It's clean. It's super clean. I don't know how. I mean, I know how, but you know what I mean? It's like how is how are we not defending this? Right, because it's not, it's not like it's not a blur. Like you right. can read all mm-hmm. the keys, like okay, all right, now break on it now. Like and you still it's can't just, cover it. It's sudden if that if that makes sense. It's crazy. Yeah. I wish I had a hat so I can put on for all the capping that Herb's doing. You know why he <laughs> he he trying to say that the Rams are gonna lose? Because he don't want he don't want Cooper Cup to win the ring. That's a lie. That's no. a lie. No, 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 Can you guys think of a time in which a team, it felt like a team's year and it wasn't their year? When was that? That's what I'm trying to figure. I get what we want. It felt like our year, right? Like you just all all this stuff is just working in our favor. I'm trying to think of a time. Wait, wait, the year before we won. Who was that again? When when Billy Cundiff. Uh, That year felt like our year and Billy Cundiff happened. Not to me. I just I don't know. Okay. I, I the miracle the the, the Maha miracle felt like like oh could, this is it. like, like right, you know right, I mean? right 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 I get what you said. And then going up on New England a couple scores with Anquan like oh this is it like this this could be right. it. And even but even I, before the Maha miracle, a couple weeks before that when we had the third and nineteen or whatever it was fourth and nineteen, the hey diddle diddle thing. Yeah, hey diddle diddle. First of all, that's the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so bad. I was so happy for us, but it was so bad. I'm like, all right, they're going to tackle him short. They're not tackling him. All right. 
it's just, it was so bad. Weather was on that team. Weather balling, too, by the way. At age 48. Yeah, Weather is balling. Oh, Roland did put up his, his list of guys who stood out at the Senior Bowl. A lot of these guys, I would say, is on my list as well. Travis Jones from UConn, D-tackle. Uh, FSU, pass rusher Jermaine Johnson. Cincinnati's linebacker, Beavers. Central Michigan's mm-hmm. left tackle, um, Bernard uh, Ryman. Roger McCready out of Auburn. I mentioned him earlier. Devontae Wyatt from Georgia stood out. Virginia Tech linebackers, uh, Amari Barno. Maje yeah, Sanders. Barno, huh? I was saying Barno, dope. I like Barno. Maje Sanders from Cincinnati. Mafe, who we mentioned with uh, Minnesota. A small tackle okay. from um, what's that? Uh, what's that? The, the tackle we've been projected to get. Um, you got my penning, right? Trevor Penning, bro. John, you an O line guy? I know you are. Mm-hmm. The way he was finishing guys in one-on-one drills was mean. I'm talking about like it was what we would we would rewatch that. He was just finishing guys in the in the practices like it was nothing, and then just angry with it. People was trying to fight him and all types of stuff. I'm like, that's the type of dude we need here. Yo, y'all know how y'all know how in church when the preacher is preaching and everybody stand up and like button up that jacket. <laughs> But like, yay, preach that. You know what I mean? Encourage the preacher. Yeah. I did that doing one-on-ones. I stood up and just looked like, bro, he out here killing these folks. I was not impressed with the guy, uh, Kennard. Uh, From Kentucky. I forgot which, Kentucky. I was not impressed with him. Um, the guard from Georgia had some good spots and a couple bad spots, but he he one of those mean guys, too. Um, so I would I would definitely take a look at him if we look. We trying to find a guard, well, which we we obviously are. But um, yeah, he was pretty mean. I don't know if he can play multiple things, but he was definitely mean uh, inside. Which uh, I think about tight end out of Colorado. Colorado State, Trey McBride. Yeah, was it Colorado State? He yeah, got the white green. Is that the, the same place? That- yeah, the Rams helmet. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. ride. Yeah, he was killing in the um in the practices. I thought his his blocking was just as impressive as his hands, because hmm. he was okay. he was like a, a finisher. He kind of, I wouldn't say kittle, but he was a strong blocker, as well as um really good route runner in hands. Roland did um, mention the uh. Tennessee Chattanooga Center, I was talking about um, earlier, strange. Mm-hmm. Great anchor against everybody. It was one rep, because he was on, they were on the same team as um, Travis Jones. Travis Jones was like straight bull rush, 6'4", what, 6'5", 330, 40 pounds, whatever he is. Bull mm-hmm. rush was just nasty. You see him, and then he up against um, the kid from Chattanooga, it's like, bro, you you should get out the way. This he gonna kill you, little guy. He anchored down. Was like, nah, I got this down pat. I thought mm. that was impressive. He could anchor and reset his hands really quick. I thought he was he was really good. And um, Maje Sanders, 
I thought he was just a speed guy at Cincinnati. He showed he showed some strength. He showed some um, edge setting abilities. Like Maje looked legit. Um, I think offensively, the person I was probably most impressed with was the running back out of Baylor. I can't remember his name, but Smith. He, huh? Smith. He he showed a lot. Like everybody was saying that he was kind of like a just a like a bruising back or whatever the case may be. But he looked agile, uh, breaking tackles, um, good balance, good acceleration after breaking tackles and making plays. So I was impressed by him. Uh, no wide receiver really stood out to me at all. Um, he was really looking. I'm just saying, I mean, they just didn't stand out. Okay. It's a couple couple tight ends that kind of fit our mold. Even McBride. McBride don't look like he's – he's not super quick. Like, his routes is not as good as Kittle. But he just – I don't know how to explain it. He just – like, even his 50-50s are open. Like, because he's mm-hmm. just that much of a a present. And he, he looked like he's used to being covered doing stuff like that. But a lot of the tight ends that were there were – good for what we want done, like blocking, catching a short pass here and there. With us having Andrews, we wouldn't, we shouldn't be looking for nobody like an Andrews, probably just a compliment. Right. What did y'all think of um, what did you think of uh, Prairie on Winfrey, Tay? Who's that? Uh, the D-tackle, what, 98 from Oklahoma. I don't even recall him. I think the only D-tackle I remember was the run stop and D tackle who destroyed everything in the first quarter from um Yukon. Yeah, that's that's Travis Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He was just <laughs> that's the only one I really that really stood out to me the most because you just couldn't run the ball. Uh, he was okay. taking up two different gaps. <laughs> kid crazy. And uh what was the other kid I'm thinking about? <sighs> Shucks. Oh, man. Oh, Ohio State had uh, a D lineman. I don't think he played in the game. I think he got hurt towards the end. Um, he played. Garrett, Haskell Garrett? Yeah, he played. How he do? He was uh, – I thought he was, he was solid good. during the week in one-on-ones. The first quarter, um, you know, versus the run. I think he needed a little bit of work in pass rush, though. Uh, he he went against that Michigan kid. That Michigan kid kind of did him dirty for real. Um, the same one early, who hurt him? That's the one who got hurt. No, I'm talking about that's when he got hurt. And oh, yeah. when I was watching the practices. And then in the game, like I said, he looked solid. I knew he couldn't. He, it was too big of an opportunity to improve his draft stock and him to miss that game. Right. Because he was having a solid week up until the injury. It was like, damn, <laughs> you got injured <laughs> to get injured that way. Ugh. And against Michigan at that. that was Somebody crazy. else got injured, too. I think it was an offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's some it's some players out there. Um, did you guys want to address – did y'all, y'all see um, Eric DeCosta's press conference? 
Didn't watch all of it. I've seen some of the highlights from it. Like the, the notes, footnotes from it. Yeah. Any thoughts? I'm curious to know what y'all think he means by Lamar is setting the pace for this. Like, could that mean Lamar's not worried about it? Or, that, or could that mean Lamar wants to try to go get a Super Bowl like Joe Flacco did and then talk? talk? Um, that's, that's a hard read at this point for me. Mm-hmm. I think he wants the line and the defense to get fixed around him before he, you know, takes big money. Or or could it mean he ain't really worried about resigning here? It could mean that. We don't know. It could mean that. Uh, just looking at the way Lamar moves, how – he like to keep everything close to the vest. Like you really don't hear about any of his moves off the field or on the field unless he posted. I would think he's the type of guy who means what he say. Like ain't no, ain't no, he ain't gonna play the game with you. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna be straightforward. This what I want. This what I want. So. I think it's a little bit of both. He ain't really worrying about the the money just yet because he's where he want to be. And also, he figured if if he gets the Super Bowl, he can get the blank check. He can get 50 mil a year. Who knows? It might might jump out there. Because it seems as though the salary cap only going to go up. Yeah, I, I heard y'all saying that, like, you know, before, like, oh, the salary cap going up. But, I mean, for us to still only have $26 million in this cap is, to me, that's not a lot. Like, And that's not even including the money that you get for the draft picks. So, you take away, what, a good 14? What, we got nine picks, nine, ten picks? Take away 14 mil for that. Now we have somewhere around 12 million. Yeah, that ain't a lot you, of money to go. Yeah, and then you factor in the the cap the the casualties that's going to get cut, mm-hmm. and they'll probably put you back in that number. But I, Rollins say he think it's think it's what you said. Say Lamar praises, promises the Super Bowl and don't want to talk money until it's done. Mm-hmm. You better get your money, young man. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's the thing. I think his money is going to – I think there's an understanding that he's going to get his pay regardless. Well, that's not necessarily true. I don't want him to get hurt and then don't get paid. When has that happened here? It could. <laughs> that's the thing. Like with his with his style of play, it could. Like, I mean, you look at guys like Earl Thomas or whatever the case may be. Like, like who knows? You look at guys like RG3. I get that, but when has it happened here? Like, obviously, there's some type of agreement that they have amongst each other that, bro, 
we rocking with you. You know what I mean? That's all good as long as we got two working able legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> One of them go out the door, then we talk, we're having a different conversation. Especially with Miami as the as the as the agent. Well, he's like, the I agent. Think... He represents himself. Oh well. That's <laughs> we definitely need to get that money then. It's even worse. I prefer Miami to be the agent. Miami will have his best interest at heart too. And take and take the emotions of being on a team out of it and just and get his stuff done. Yeah. I think I think, I, I think it ain't really no 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 issue. It'll get done. I think it'll get done before next season. It's just uh he agreeing on the number. The ru- like the rumored number it's not even I'm like, that's not even news. About the 40? Yeah, like, duh. Yeah, right. Like, what does that mean? Like, duh? That's like saying water is wet. Like, okay, duh. I think the other thing that they had, he said on that was that we're trying to get younger at the defensive line position. Now, I I don't know how to take that as far as edge rushers or – what because Michigan ran pretty much like a four four down line, you know, set or whatever. But saying that, I was wondering what the future held for like guys like Calais. Uh, they want to get younger, but what does that mean for like bringing back Calais Campbell? Or obviously, I don't think that they want to bring back Brandon Williams, but you know, saying we want to get younger there, you still got Derek Wolf on the contract. I mean, so I think that is like it's time for that transition to happen from Derek Wolf, Calais, and Brandon to Dalen Hayes and you know younger draft picks like that. That's what he's trying to to force, I believe. That's what I'm hearing. I wonder is Broderick Washington and like Broderick. Uh, um, what's the other dude? Broderick played well. Ninety two. What's ninety two? Matabike. He Better be good. There you go. The other one, Matt, who came in late, played well. Yeah. yeah Matt? No, not Dalen, Matt. That's from years ago. What's his name? It's something, Matt. Is it? Is it? Is it, is it Dalen? It might be Dalen. I don't know. Dalen. I know Dalen is who we drafted years ago. Yeah, that, I think, that, I think that he left. Came back. He might have came back. Like no, he might have got him late in the year. It's Isaiah Mack. That's his name. Oh. Uh, um. He so, played no I mean, so, do you think we address that first I, round, second round, third round? What D line? D line or edge? Like, what do you think? The I don't know what the priority is. The it's, priority it's to me, the priority is offensive line. Via what? Draft or via free agency? I think it don't matter. I think it's just less priority. <laughs> like if if I would say both because you bring back Bozeman, that's free agency. That shores up your center and quarterback continuity there. And you know he he's solid 
you know, solid guy gets to run in the pass. He can cover your A gaps. And uh, the relationship we have with with um, that shows up your interior. Then you look to the draft to add another young guy at tackle when you already got a vet on the roster with Jawan James and Tyree's a swing guy who can play whatever, whatever. Like you're not banking on them, but I think you still want to look to the draft to get a young stud. And if Penny's at there at 14, I think they're going to pull the trigger. So do you think it's safe to say Tyree Phillips is a like a uh, serviceman? Like he's a career six-man, seven-man right now. I don't know. Because for, for a player who started playing the position so late and then like Every time he starts gets the rolling, he gets injured. It's hard to say. Cause he been he been in the league what two years? Mm-hmm. And each year he get hurt. Have his moments and then boom, Tyree got hurt. Damn, Tyree got hurt again. Nah. I don't know. But I think Calais is if Calais wants to keep playing football, I think they're gonna bring him back. Yeah. Because that's a, like his skill set is something that's hard to find at any age, <laughs> at any point of football. Like you can't find a guy six nine that can line up at three tech, three tech between the right guard. And by the snap, end up on the by the left guard in the backfield. Like he covers so much ground, it's incredible what he can do. And in the stunt game, like he 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 swallows pass linemen. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Whatever. If Calais is coming back, we definitely don't get rid of him. He's a free agent, so. Right. You know I'm saying? If he wants to come back, then he comes back. Yeah. So, that, I guess my, my question to you guys, besides offensive line, what's the biggest offensive upgrade we need? I think Health. that is the offensive upgrade. Health. I think everywhere else on offense is solid. Health, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you got Sammy Watkins is gone, so you got Rashad, Hollywood, DuVernay, Crochet. Wallace. And, and Wallace. Tyler Wallace. Tyler Wallace, right. That's the five is, we know what's under contract. And I think is Boykin's gone? They Boykin's probably, gone. They yeah, probably yeah, caught him. Yeah. Yeah, they probably, so, probably release him. You happy with you happy with that going into the year? I am. I mean, I am. If you wanna, if you wanna use him, then that's the question. But I'm happy with that five. Okay, so Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, Josh Oliver, you happy with that going into the year? No, nah, you get another tight end if you can get 
another tight end. If you can get uh, – I'm not going to say Njoku because I think he's going to get paid. I can't say Uzoma because he's going to get paid. Evan going Evan to get paid. But somewhere along those lines, if you can get one of them them tight ends that's that that can can catch the ball and make plays, that that'll be huge. You can go back to you know two tight end personnel and really attack. What do you think? I, I think that Josh Allen's definitely not going to cut it. I also think Thomas is not going to cut her either. But I think them having Ben Mason on the uh, – I don't think Ben Mason is going to cut it tight end. I think you need somebody that can, else that can stretch the field and create mismatches again like they did when they have Hayden Hurst. Now, whether it's Hurst or whether it's another, you know, if Gasecki makes it out of Dolphins or whatever – Whoever it is, I think they need another pass catching tight end to complement that. Right. And you, personnel wise, it just puts you puts people in a bad spot. So you got guys like let's see. I'm gonna try to name guys who I think would be in a fair price point. What what, what price point would you say for a backup tight end in free agency? I would say Six to seven million per. All right. Six to seven. All right. So, Gerald Everett? No, too hurt. Jared Cook? Too hurt. Damn. Mo Alley Cox. Pause. You know that's his name. Too inconsistent and slow. Robert Tunyon? Inconsistent, but probably would do well here and probably will be cheaper than six to seven million. Yeah, he's at like three. His value. Oh, never mind. Take that back. He had a hell of a year. Take that back. <laughs> Did he have a hell of a year? Yeah, he can be outside our price point. Well, okay. no, nah, not really. Not really. Oh, I didn't think he had a good no, year. Yeah, yeah, nah, no, nah, I think it's just. Who was his quarterback? He might get paid. Uh, OJ Howard. If he's in a, if he's in, if he's in that six to seven million range, you he's still always hurt too. But he's looking at like two, like two, two million? million. You got to bring OJ Howard for two million, even if he's hurt all the time. Right, that's his value. Shucks. Wow, I didn't expect this. According to Spot Rack, uh Evan Ingram's value is around like six six point seven. Man, if if David and Joku's value is around six million dollars, I say bring in David and Joku. I agree. The heartbeat. And that's not that's, yep. And that would be my prize offensive. Yeah, that would offensive get right there. That'd be insane. Mark, that'd be crazy. 
That would be that would be crazy. Because you only like like what do you do from a defensive standpoint? They got them. There's two tight ends, and they used to got the backs. Like they could run out of that. <laughs> Get beat. Like, bro, what's your personnel in that? Come up with two two tight end personnel. You you bring a safety in a box and another linebacker, and then you try to cover them. Come on. Let's then, just be real. And then on the outside, you playing them one on one on the outside? No, that's what I'm saying. You got to cover them. You still got to cover these guys. And you still got to spy them off. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I don't even want to think about it because I already know it ain't gonna happen. So I'm, I don't even want to get upset. Get <laughs> upset. I'm not going down the rabbit hole with y'all. But you understand, John? Yeah, I mean, uh, Al, you know, we 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 already know it ain't gonna happen. Come on, right? It's just, there's some names out here though, in your price range. So to be honest, the tight end market looks better than a lot of other positions. I agree. Like, I think yeah. the the one place we have to get better at is is linebacker. We got to get better at linebacker and and safety. In my opinion, um, we just don't cover well on the back end, and that's been for the last what seven, eight years mm, for a safety. Yeah, that's because you're trying to you trying to replace. Uh, well, I can't even say that. I just need you to be serviceable. I mean, we can try and get. I would love to get the second every, but no that's not what I'm looking for. He probably, yeah. So I mean, the safety market is is interesting. You got Honey Badger back there, Marcus Williams. Marcus I mean, Honey Badger play what? What does he play? Free, he free. He, he free. I I say both because he can do it all. True. But he listed as a free safety. I want a ball hawk safety. That's what I well, want. That would be honey bad. Well, I say that's that's tough. I thought it was free. I mean, that, then you also got. Uh, I would think Quandre Diggs, but he's listed as a strong safety. I about to say he's a good strong safety. But he but he get picks <laughs> to be a strong safety. Jamar Adams ain't gonna do it. Jamar Adams is up at the line. Jamar Adams is a fourth linebacker or fifth linebacker. Still, <laughs> no, fourth linebacker. Right. Quandry out there making plays. Right. You got uh let's see some other names out here. Honey Badger. Thurman James on there? Hell, come on, boy. Stop. <laughs> that's not even yeah, that's not even. I'm just wondering if he's a free agent. No, no, sir. Yeah, this list ain't ain't really cutting it. As far as ball hawks per se, uh, we got a safety that can come here. play in the box, but like I mean, but, I love Deshaun Elliott of college. I like Deshaun Elliott of college, but he's not making plays. He's not translating the playmaking playmaking ability uh, on the field yet. So not translating to him being on the field. Yeah, right. This year, because this year he was making plays, and then, damn, get hurt. Well, I'm gonna say 
I wouldn't even say that. It it was it was hit or miss. It wasn't consistent. Right. And they did that. Well, with that being said, they did do that with a non-existent pass rush. And I mean non-existent. Yeah. And looking at uh McDonald's defense, Tay, because you mentioned how he like use you know four four down linemen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he, he went that way because of the strength of Michigan's team. Right. So I I don't know what he's well that's that's already he, a great sign. Huh? That's already a great sign. Right. If he adjusting to Rasta and not scheme. Yeah. Hey, that's a great sign. Because you gotta because think before, before this year, Aiden Hurst, Aiden Hutchinson, they like they had him at three tech in five. Mm-hmm. He come there, stand aiding up. Ojobo really couldn't see the field. Now he got him on the field. Had a couple other young guys that that can get pressured. Like, and then twelve, the middle linebacker Ross, he was flying around. So I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what he do. Hayden Hurst is available at tight end. If you want to bring him back. He humble himself and come on back. Not if he humble himself. <laughs> <laughs> we traded him away. Hey, he said he went to the office. Hey, I want to get traded. What? Yeah. I got to get, you know, try and go somewhere, be the guy. All right, cool. They got to hurt. To put it the all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, that, that part and, and the fact that you go to Atlanta and and they dress them. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you go to a system where Julio was still there and you ain't get the numbers that you wanted. And then the next year, they draft a tight end. Yeah. You know what I noticed about Kyle Pitts? He don't look like he got that dog in him, bro. He just don't. He don't look like he got that dog in him. He looked like he... He, he reminded me of Evan Ingram. He looking real Evan Ingram-ish right now. Like, I don't know what it is, but all them physical attributes don't mean nothing right now when it comes to having that dog in you. And he don't know how he got it. <laughs> so it was just, hey, I'm letting it play out. Let it play out. I was thinking the same thing coming out of Florida, but I let it play out. I think he did go to Florida, didn't he? I ain't saying nothing. I'm gonna let it play out. Yeah, got yeah. it. He came on towards the end of the year. Damn sure the one uh Matt Elam nephew. Nah. He ain't on our radar. Naked uh uh selling drugs and all types of shit. You don't know what them what them Elam's gonna do. Any <laughs> any corner stand out to you over the weekend? Um not to name him, but uh, yeah, I would say not to name him. I don't, nothing's jumping out right now. It, even they didn't even have that many televised one on ones in practice, enough for me, my liking. So, gotcha. I couldn't really tell. Okay, Al, Al, I'm changing my stance on, on sauce the more I watch him. Sauce could, sauce could come here. I just don't think 
corner be a priority over the left tackle if if both were on the board or tackle, I should say. But yeah, Sauce Gardner definitely could be a Raven. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. We'll be back at it next week. Talk about the Super Bowl. And um, I'm actually going to start watching some basketball so I can talk about the All-Star game coming up. I'm done with that. But all right. And then I'll I'll have then I'll, I'll be able to speak about your beloved Lakers and that nonsense. They better give you something. Basketball. And the media, media is something else, bro. I retired from the game of basketball. Hey, my man defeated over here. Come on, man, send us out of here. You <laughs> <He> defeated. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm retired for the game of basketball. I told you, I don't like Russell Westbrook. I never liked him. I never liked him at all. So I don't. I don't get how one man. Gets all the blame. I'm not blaming him. I just don't like him. Weird. You Central already got LeBron who I don't really rock with like that. You got LeBron and Westbrook. All right. Cool. Whatever. To be, fair, to, be to be fair, you don't like really none of them on the team. Maybe Melo. I like um, Melo. I like Melo. I like um, AD. Do you really? When last time like AD, AD played? Do you really? Yeah, I like AD. Okay. So two out of 15 ain't bad. <laughs> right. I think it was two out of it was like two out of 15 when we had clocks in an Ingram. Like <laughs> mm, this is music to my ears. I can't I I'm so thrilled with this conversation. Al, uh, won't we won't you make a post about your displeasure for the uh, Lakers again? Um so won't you do that? So we can uh, talk about that. Let's talk more Laker talk on the on on the on the app, man. We need that from you. I'll be in a sideline talk group like that. I'll be on Facebook like that. Period. I got rid of my IG. I'm gonna probably start that back up tonight. But I'm really doing them like that. Damn, them Lakers got him down bad, boy. Let's <laughs> 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 All right, man. Follow us on Instagram, Sideline Talk, Facebook groups, hashtag Sideline Talk. I'll take us out. So, got the Dodgers. <laughs> Rams going to win it this weekend. So, be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. He hurt. I want a baseball. <laughs>